This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guests are Ramsey Boudier, Tyler Curtis, and Mallory Kayon. They are the founders of Few for All, a new business in Los Angeles built on hustle and serving pasta lovers, food banks, and now protesters with compassion, intention, and care. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Ramsey. I mean, I'll speak for myself personally, and I'll let Tyler and Mallory kind of jump in with their experience. I... um, kind of my byline is I, I used to be the general manager at the nomad. Um, I went on to work on some consulting projects. Um, and then really the bulk of, you know, 2020 Q1 was ramping up for uh, my own restaurant project um, with my chef partner. And we were, you know, within no exaggeration, probably 10 days of signing a lease in East Hollywood. Um, and then everything came to us to a halt and my chef partner is still employed with his company right now which is very rare and I know he feels very fortunate Um, but I was sort of left wondering uh, how to fill my time and and figuring out what to do and I happened to be hanging out with Tyler because I was talking to the Hoxton about maybe collaborating with them for the summer uh, while we were kind of waiting to get things going Tyler and I used to work together at the Nomad um, and so, yeah, we were at his apartment and I guess I'll let you jump in <laughs> from uh, there. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pass so, the yeah. Baton. no, um, so pretty much really kind of how Ramsey and I kind of came up with like <clears throat> what Pew for all is and what we wanted it to be was, um, you know, m- ourselves being in the hospitality industry, um, it was just kind of a less we were just left with so much uncertainty of like the day by day or what we're going to do going forward. Um, and really just kind of being in the hospitality and losing that, that passion to like, or that capability to nourish somebody and like actually create moments and birthdays, anniversaries, and actually like have people experience a great time, um, to have that stripped away, which kind of have we're like a loss of direction. Um, we came up with a way just like, I asked my chef for some pasta equipment or some equipment from the hotel, um, some time to use in the hotel, and we started few for all. So we just started uh, pretty much just started with a couple sauces, a couple different shapes of pasta. Um, at first, we we're like, okay, let's dry it so it can be a shelf stable product. Um, space became an issue, so then we just started offering fresh pasta, fresh sauce. Um, Ramsey and I were like, we're missing something. So then I was like, Mallory. Mallory and uh, I was like we need some co- some of her famous cookie dough um, and we started adding that onto the menu and we just wanted to always make sure we had a connection um, with other hospitality was that that was unemployed that was going through the same differences and the same uncertainty that we were uh, we offered free hot free pasta um, to anybody that lost their job from managers, bartenders, anybody in the hospitality industry. Just that remains to be true, by the way. Yeah, still. So. Um, and then we're like, okay, this isn't enough. How can we give back even more? And at first we were going to just do matching donations of like a quart of pasta to, you know, and then donate another quart. Um, food bank changed the regulations. So then we ended up donating 
Um, any item purchased, we donate a pound of pasta, um, which is kind of great because we picked the LA Food Bank just to like distribute the product as best as we know, you know, best of their capabilities because we didn't really kind of know what to do with 500 pounds of pasta at the time. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, Chef now. Yeah, so I mean, like Tyler and I worked at the Hoxton together, and so we both got laid off at the same time when the whole company decided to close down all their hotels. They have about 14 across the world, so they decided to close down temporarily. We got furloughed, so we will be going back. Um, but uh, I mean, becoming a chef, the whole point is to, you know, give your love through food to other people. And so we thought, how can we do this? during this time especially like we have all this love to give through our food and we wanted to you know obviously keep ourselves busy because we can't just sit at home but um you know how do we give back how do we take what we know which is you know how to make delicious uh ingredients and you know make make it so that uh i don't know we just put our talents to good use really who came up with the name? I mean, Few for All is a great name on its own, but the fact that it's an acronym for flour, eggs, and water for all is, is really smart. Thanks. Yeah, we'll give that one to Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good job, Thanks. man. I love, I love I, the language. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, that was a shower idea, as with most of my ideas, to be honest. Showers and showers and walks. But that's a, that's a, that's a proven thing. It's like when you give your, your brain that, that time to recover and get creative, that's when all the good ideas come. So Mal, you said you're, you know, you guys are furloughed and we'll go back to your, your jobs, but is, is this a permanent thing? This few for all, we're not out of the woods, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I know you guys are in California and, and I know that the governor is opening the state. I think people can start eating in restaurants again in LA now. Yes. yes. Although restaurants have continued to, uh, lead the way and um, think about their communities first. And so most of them are not rushing into it, uh, you know, for fear of putting their employees at risk, their guests at risk. So things are easing yeah. back slowly. Like, I mean, when restaurants do reopen, they aren't going to have the same revenue before any of this. So they won't bring back everyone. So there still will be many people out of jobs. Our hourly employees might take a little bit of time before they even come back. So, I mean, we're trying to use few for all to give them jobs, um, especially when we have to return back to work. How much pasta are you guys making a week? 200 to 250 pounds about fresh. I true fresh. And then we're doing probably about another 200 quarts of sauce as well. At least, at not least. including donations. Yeah. Um, and then cookie dough, we're rolling through what, like, 300 rolls a week um cinnamon rolls like about the same really popular <laughs> um and then the meal kits you know we've really kept limited because they're um very labor intensive they're a labor of love uh and also they're just quite complex um so we're hoping to ramp up production on that soon as we add more people to the team. But we've, we've frankly, we've kept it really to the extent possible, the three of us for safety reasons, um, just to limit our exposure and yeah. make sure we can keep doing this, you know? So. <laughs> so the meal kits are actually, it's kind of our take on 
what we kind of expect is like what dining is right now. So, um, I mean, it's the full extent. It's, it's first off, it's the three course meal. Um, more than, more than, than that. that. Yeah. Um, cool thing is we pair with another restaurant um, in LA County. So last week we did Republic. Um, and we did their Normandy butter with their fresh baguettes and we did like kind of a French concept of a menu with white tablecloths, a blue candle. Um, you get a nice flower as well, a nice bottle of wine. And then we just do this styled out, build your own three course meal. And so it's pretty much, you get all the garnishes, the bells and whistles, the flowers, um, and you playlist. Yeah. A whole music playlist that Ramsey comes up with. And, um, you just get to sit there and actually cook a little bit and like have this full restaurant experience like in your home and um so far the the, the feedback's been great and the response and people love it and feel safe about it so it's really good and we we really wanted to make these meal kits as inclusive as possible and i think that's really just been you know you asked earlier like is few for all going to keep going food security has been an issue forever uh, and it will continue to be an issue uh, outside of, you know, our hospitality bubble. Um, and more people um, from different socioeconomic backgrounds are tapping into the food bank as a resource uh, than ever before. And so we wanted to come up with a fundraising mechanism that, um, you know, really maximizes our impact. And so that's why we've done this, like, pay what you can help us cover our costs and then everything on top of that we use towards supporting the food bank, getting them more pasta. Um, and that, that, I mean, when we released the Republic menu, we, on that day, we were able to donate 300 additional pounds of pasta because of um, the meal kit. So that has helped us like scale um, our impact tremendously. So you're going to donate 500 pounds of pasta to the LA Food Bank this week, no matter what. You've already pledged that. What does 500 pounds of pasta look like? Pallet stacked twice high, so it's about 22 boxes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And based on estimates for food distribution, that impacts on average 800 families in Los Angeles. On the week that we uh, donated 820, that was two weeks ago or so, um, that impacted over 1,300 families. All told, we're over 5,000 pounds of pasta since we started. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the three of us, but it's also this entire community rallying together, um, choosing to put their money towards a product that not only benefits their palate, but also benefits their, their immediate community, you know? How has working with the food bank changed the way you think about working in the food industry? Personally, I I don't think I ever I don't think I can ever go back to working um like in a vacuum where my impact is limited to the guests in the dining room. I'm eager to get back to that and I and I think there's a way for those worlds to continue to coexist, but my I it brings so much joy um, knowing not only that the people who are eating this food that Mallory and Tyler are creating, not only is it making them happy, um, but it's also extending that happiness beyond the people that can maybe even afford our products. You know, I don't know. No, I mean, I think it's just as a chef, you always want to do like an act of kindness or like, 
have some kind of principle in your cooking and theory like <clears throat> I just think it's great to actually help somebody and know every single pr product that I'm making is helping somebody else in need Mallory what about you I mean it makes personally it just makes me so much more fulfilled in terms of you know before you know we've all we all used to work in fine dining so you know you're cooking for people and you think you know you're doing your showing your creativity um, giving people what they want but really this is way more fulfilling than any of that like this is just I yeah I don't know I don't know if I can just feed people like I think I, I we really want to keep this going like we want to keep doing this because it's just the feeling is inexplainable of what how it uh, makes our job mean so much more what do you need to keep it going what's it going to take for a few for all to exist as an independent sustainable entity I think part of the uncertainty is that, um, you know, this is a self-funded company. Um, and I think existentially we were sort of on the fence as to whether this should carry on as a nonprofit or a for-profit business. Our margins at this stage, because of where we are in the world, are as close to a not-for-profit as, you know, you can get. And we're okay with that. Um, but I think as we move forward um we need to figure out a way for it to be sustainable not only financially but also personally you know we have we have gladly put um, a tremendous amount of time and energy and often at the expense of you know our mental health i i can speak personally that the burnout is real um not just in the context of our work but you know having to navigate this work in a world that is, um, you know, falling apart uh, before our eyes. So I, I think for us to continue doing this, we need to find a little bit more balance. I think Mallory talked about this earlier, but we're, our intention is to bring um, unemployed hospitality workers on to the team um, as it becomes safer, not only to employ them and give them a paycheck, but also so that we can achieve that balance. And, and taking on those kinds of costs means you know, adjusting our pricing, adjusting our menu, adjusting our distribution, um, doing things that maybe are not as convenient um, for our guests and our community, um, but that will just ensure that we can be here longer. And I think um, what's been really cool in watching this project grow is that our community has been behind us every step of the way. And every time that we've made a decision or a change that may not necessarily be um, like the best business decision. Um, I think people just have been totally down. And like just even the fact that we're talking today, right? Like in a, in a former world uh, where there's like a lot of hoops you need to jump through with media and to get exposure and whatever, the fact that like I just reached out to you and you were just down to give us your platform and to give us your time. Um, that's really what sustained us. So I think as long as people realize that um, food security continues to be an issue uh, and that we still need to help each other and our neighbors um, and they still believe in what we're doing, I think we all firmly believe we're gonna be able to navigate the future. 
I'm just so moved by the activism, you know, I mean, you guys got word in the middle of March that your jobs don't exist anymore, essentially. Ramsey, you had to put a restaurant project that I know you've been working for a long time on hold. That's like, you know, having a dream stamped on, stomped on. And out of it comes this beautiful thing that's really working in a lot of ways and feeding thousands of families. Thank you. Um, I think I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with our training, to be honest. Um, I think people in the restaurant industry uh, who've worked at a, at a certain level and at a certain volume um, are trained to get themselves out of the weeds. And uh, we were, I think everyone's just it was in the weeds and then your instincts kick in and you don't really think about it. You just, you just do something. And uh you know, we're fortunate to have each other. It's not like we're at this alone. Um, the fact that I can rely on these two and they can rely on me and we can rely on our community, that's that's what gets us through. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Our community has helped us out so much in this whole project. Oh my God. Like, from down to, from down to my, the purveyors that we're using right now and giving us donations to help get this project going. And, you know, getting, donating flour and eggs to us is, was like just a tremendous start for us. The kitchen we're in. Um, the kitchen, like the kitchen that we're in, the like it just goes down the line that people have just extended their hand out so much to to see what we're doing and see the positive light. And you know, sometimes we feel like we're not making the biggest impact, but then yeah. like the community outreach is just like, what are you guys thinking? You guys are crushing it right now. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's just such a humbling feeling. Whose kitchen are you in right now? Um, we're in, uh, we're in the arts district in Los Angeles, California, um, in Crafted Kitchen. So, um, it's a gorgeous kitchen that, um, what's it's a, it's a commissary space owned by Cindy Thompson. Um, they started pre COVID with 60 tenants. Um, and when we reached out to them, we're down to, um, you know, the high teens, about 18. Um, and we, we, we like, it was a Hail Mary pass because there was no way we could keep producing at that rate with a loaned out kitchen space like one or two days a week, which is basically what we were doing before. Um, and they were like, at first they were like, all right, send us your budget. And we were looking at each other like, what budget? <laughs> like, we don't even want to insult them <laughs> with the number we're going to come back with. And I was in the middle of typing up like an email and they called us back and they said, you know what, we really believe in what you're doing. Um, we'd love to offer you, not only would we love to offer you this, this space, but we'd love to offer you our private kitchen space with our compliments for as long as you need in this transition. And so this is now our second month in the space. And um, this is a business that could fail. They could close. And when I talk to Cindy, and I, I have this conversation with her frequently because I'm, I'm still sort of in shock uh, I think all of us are that we are here. Um, I ask her, why would you do this? I don't even know you. And she said, because if I'm going to go out, I want to go out doing the right thing. And um, if that doesn't inspire you to want to get out there and work even harder and dig deeper, I don't know what will. Um, and it makes all of us want to provide for our community 
um, whether we know the people we are affecting personally or not. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It's that if you believe in something, you have to stand up for it. And now more than ever, right? Like with everything that's going on in the world, if you believe in something, you need to show up. And we're just very grateful that we get to keep doing it and that we have the privilege to keep doing it and the platform to keep doing it. You're you're making things outside of, of pasta and sauce and, and cookies and cinnamon rolls too. There's granola and there's yogurt and there's there's cold brew. And I, I know we're talking we were talking earlier about offering some of that to the protesters in upcoming days. Tell me about how you're gonna execute that and why it's important to help on that level too. Well, I think we're food and beverage people, right? And when we talk about the currency that we deal in, a lot of that currency is is product. It's it's actual physical product, which is why um, instead of donating proceeds, our company was you know founded on the principle of donating actual food. And so I think carrying um, that logic through um, to these protests. You know, we, we were just trying to figure out, like, what can we tangibly, physically do with our skill? And I think that's, I mean, cold brew is uh, lifeblood uh, at all times, especially when you're stressed and you're low on energy. And um, we happen to have it. We happen to have product donated by La Colombe. So it just it made sense also from a business perspective because we are still donating to the food bank and we don't want to lose sight of that mission. Um, so that's an important piece. How we're going about that is really just, we're gonna make it. Uh, people are DMing uh, and picking it up before they ha- hit the trail. And then on Wednesday, I know one of our colleagues is actually going to be physically at the protest and he's just gonna bring a bunch of products himself um, while we fulfill some delivery orders and stuff. Downtown and, LA? Downtown LA, yeah. yeah. I could use cold brew. I do wonder every time I see a protest, I wonder who's going to do the work of feeding these people. You know, it's all—it's always been right there with the social justice movement. And, and it's, it's really important to keep these people fed. And there are so many incredible restaurants doing it that not only are on the front lines, but they're actually on the path mm-hmm. of these protests. Mm-hmm. And many of them have actually been, you know, severely damaged. Um, their storefronts have been severely damaged. And they're still out there providing for their community and that's just all the more reason why we need to we need to do our little part you know even if it means like uh we donate some product instead of the coffee shop on the trail that needs it and so that saves them one coffee that they can then sell like i don't know every little bit um helps and uh i think we're all just still trying to figure out i mean not just us everyone's just trying to figure out like on top of all the work that we're doing what else can we do? And uh, there's no wrong answer, but there also just doesn't seem to be a right one. No, and that's what that's where the the mental health struggles kind of come into the picture too, because you guys are doing a lot, and then there's the feeling that it's not enough because nothing really is, and then you know you start spinning your wheels. How do I do more? How do I do more? And a lot of good can come out of that too, but it can also I recognize be exhausting. But you just burn through it, and you guys are, are a strong team. Our, our show's called Takeaway Only. I'm wondering for each of you, Mallory, you first, what's been your big takeaway in working with Few for All through this moment? For me, the biggest thing, I mean, I, I moved to L.A. about a year ago, and I moved for the opening of the Hoxton. And so 
you know, I'm fairly new and I'm mostly from the East Coast and, you know, people on the East Coast aren't the nicest people sometimes. So um, moving here, that was the first thing I noticed. But then from through Few For All, just the amount of support that we get from the community, not even the people, I mean, many people are donating things to us, you know, like, I mean, we've gotten masks, we've gotten sanitizer. Um, we got a car. We got a car, <laughs> uh, a kitchen, like everything. But then also just the people who literally just buy a couple of um, items from us to help us. Because, I mean, you know, if people weren't buying items from us, we wouldn't be able to donate. So that's what's keeping us going, really, is everyone that's helping us. Um, purchasing our items and keeping us going. Otherwise, you know, this wouldn't have lasted that long and we would have, you know, said, you know, okay, well, we tried, but, you know, we physically can't pay it for our, ourselves. But um, that's the biggest thing is eye-opening that LA has helped us so much to keep this going this whole time. Tyler, what about you, your big takeaway? Big takeaway. Um, just this cherishable act, like... I mean, really first time in my life that I just got to like, just give back and really be in the same position, not knowing, not knowing the day to day, um, you know, and paying my bills week to week and everything, but then saying, screw that. It's about somebody else. Um, and yeah, and just, just really just giving back. I don't know. It's just amazing to, to have that feeling, see a smile on somebody's face and, Plus, like, it, this has brought me so close with my team, like, <clears throat> with Ramsey and Mallory, that we've, us three, to overcome what we've overcame so far, and it's been just the best thing ever. So, yeah, I wouldn't take away that for the world. Ramsey, what about you? I think the biggest thing that people have been asking me, uh, or the most frequent question I've been getting lately is, do you think restaurants will survive or will they ever get back to the way things were and what i'm really grateful for is that um, our community has come together and taken the lead um, like almost no other industry has um, and and maybe that's just my I'm, not, I'm misinformed but from what i've seen the way that people have rallied together uh, it's it's unprecedented and it's it, it just shows how um, truly selfless people who are drawn to this business are. And um, so for me, the biggest takeaway is uh, that as we move forward, um, the need to put our community first over some of the pettiness or competition or um, just feelings of, of inferiority or whatever, however we compare ourselves to other people. Um, I truly believe that those days are behind us. And um, we have to practice that every day. It's not just saying it, like we actually have to show up and do the work for that to be true. But um, from what I've seen, at least in the Los Angeles community, people really are doing the work. And uh, the fact that our pasta is, you know, available for purchase at a Secret Lasagna and WeHo, where like their whole mission is very similar to ours. And I just don't believe like pre-COVID that would be true. Um, the fact that like another charity, Know Us Without You, has contributed to our cause just as much as we've contributed to their fin theirs financially every week, um, and that we're lifting each other up 
it, it, to me, like thinking back on um, some of the, the uh, arguments that people would have like a year ago, it just seems so far behind us. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So um, I echo everything that, that Mallory and Tyler said, but for me, um, to just to add, add to that, it, it really is community over competition, and we intend to live by that um, for as long as we do this work. Mallory, Tyler, Ramsey, few for all. Thank you guys so much for your work, and thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for you. having us, Howie. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. That was Ramsey Boudier, Tyler Curtis, and Mallory Kayon from Few for All. You can follow them on Instagram at Few for All, and you can follow the LA Regional Food Bank at LA Food Bank. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Kahn, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Kahn, for Freetime Media. Our logo is by Reynald Philippe at Beepoles. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community work at welcomeconference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only. Takeaway Only.